Hello everyone, you're listening to America Meditating Radio. We collect wisdom, inspire each other, and empower hearts on demand 24-7. I'm Sister Jenna, host of the syndicated America Meditating Radio. Join us as we talk one-on-one with leading experts who answer life's most compelling questions. Because in a world of uncertainty, we need answers right here, right now. America Meditating Radio, a show for everyone to learn more about this amazing thing called life. Hello everyone, welcome to America Meditating Radio. I'm your host, Sister Jenna as we continue to navigate during these very unique and profoundly powerful times. Of course, it's my pure wish that you are getting yourself situated for a better version of yourself. I mean, isn't that what we all want anyway? We always seek for better. Sometimes we don't even know what that is. We tend to come from the external source first and to look at the internal source in order to create the better, but for whatever way that you choose to find your better or your next normal, wishing you well on that, because we all deserve better, because that's what the soul is. The soul is constantly thriving for its best form of itself, its best way of being with itself and for one another. And when we get into that place, it's magical. It's not only magical for ourselves, but it's also magical for everyone else in our connection. So it's a good thing. Today, our special guest, Adam Weber, is an author and speaker who's overcome tremendous challenges, both mentally and physically, and he's done it through meditation. Adam was working in commercial real estate in New York City, where a back injury led to a devastating diagnosis that he had multiple sclerosis. Stress aggravated his MS, and sometimes to the point where Adam couldn't even eat or walk on his own. Adam's life became a blur of anxiety, depression, and chronic pain until he actually discovered the power of meditation. Now, Adam is on a journey to share his story and knowledge to help others persevere. In a new book called Meditation, Not Medicine, Adam teaches how meditation can help you handle the everyday and not-so-everyday challenges that may easily overwhelm us. Today gives me great joy to welcome Adam Weber to America Meditating Radio. Adam, welcome. Good morning. Good morning. You're such a trooper. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> you have an amazing story of triumph, and you were familiar with Western medicine, having been raised by a doctor. So while you were dealing with the effects of multiple sclerosis and stress, what led you to pursue the path of meditation, which is traditionally an Eastern practice, an approach to spiritual well-being. Sister, I had tried meditation on and off before when I was working in the corporate world, but I guess I didn't have in my own mind a big why. Why did I need to continue the practice? Why did I need to deepen my practice? I had just gotten used to getting up early, working late, being under a lot of stress, and thought, you know, this is just the way it's supposed to be. Like you said, I'm the son of a doctor and a nurse, grandson, nephew, cousin. So I was very familiar with that world and that one-size-fits-all, take-a-pill approach. 
And I had had enough, like many, with taking a pill for everything. So I knew I needed an alternative way. And I had spoken and talked to a lot of people about what they were doing. And meditation kept coming up. Well, it's interesting because growing up in the West, we get this interpretation of meditation being an emptying your mind or you have to have a candle or you chant a mantra or you adopt a guru you know, or you sit there and sway left and right. And I know there are various ways of meditation. For me, though, one of the forms of meditation that I advocate is to get into a pattern of thinking process, like a pattern of thought process that are connected to not only your physical material goals, but really your internal goal of being the best personality that you can possibly be. And I know that when we do get onto the path of meditation, it might be we start with a book or a friend tells us or we listen to something on the radio. So was it because of the multiple sclerosis that kind of moved you more towards meditation and spirituality? How did you feel about meditation in terms of when you really started to look for that right fit? The way I was raised, I'm Jewish, I was raised on the North Shore of Long Island and in New York City, and again, working in the corporate world, meditation was always looked at as woo-woo, not mainstream with the people that I worked with, that I socialized with. So it was something, again, I had tried, but not something I stuck with because it never felt At first, it didn't feel right to me or comfortable. But then after my diagnosis, deciding to start practicing every day, multiple times a day in some cases, and deepening my practice, all I could think of is, why didn't I start this years ago? I think sometimes as people, yeah, we don't give things a chance. So we really don't know, and we have preconceived notions as human beings of what's okay, what's acceptable, what's not acceptable. And again, growing up the son of a doctor, I was always raised with to take a pill, not trying something alternative like meditation. Right. So in your new book, Meditation Not Medicine, you call stress an epidemic. Not many would describe it that way, but how do you think our response to stress as a society would change if we viewed it this way? Well, Coronavirus has changed a lot because we're now, in many cases still, locked up in our homes, unable to socialize with people we love, unable to go to stores or restaurants that we once were able to go to, in some cases because they've closed down. But I think if people were to try things, to take an alternative approach, that meditation would be looked at as a more accepted approach. And I think at times people will look to see who are the people that are meditating, they would find out that it's not necessarily somebody in the Eastern world, that it's a regular guy like me in New York who works in commercial real estate. You know, it's interesting because remember when we were like in our 20s? It's like normal to have adrenaline. You know, like you're supposed to be like an adrenaline junkie in your 20s and 30s and As you mature, one, you say to yourself, how do I maintain that? 
But then, two, you're like, is this normal? Isn't it that I'm supposed to be so contented and satisfied in myself in everything that I do? And I feel like maybe one of the gifts from the pandemic is this, that maybe we're also being redirected to come to a place inside of ourselves to find that sweet spot of where the truth resides. You know, you have advised those who are new to beginning to adopt a beginner's mind. Can you walk us through what that is and its importance? Yes. Well, having a beginner's mind means that, you know, you have to start somewhere. You have to take an alternative approach. You have to take a step back before you could take a step forward and look and say, can this, will this alternative methodology work for me? Will meditating work for me? Because there will always be people who will want to take a pill. But saying I can start from someplace else, doesn't matter whether you're in your teens, it doesn't matter whether you're in your 60s or older, it doesn't matter whether you're a small business entrepreneur like I am now, or when I worked in the corporate world in New York City, or if you're a stay-at-home mom, or a stay-at-home dad, or somebody who just chooses to address their stress. It's a matter of taking a step back and saying, I'm a beginner. Like the first time we get on a bicycle, the first time we get in a pool, things may be a little bit uncomfortable, but it's about sticking with it, finding what works for you, whether it be the spot on a couch, a cushion. For me, it was also when I worked in the corporate world, going out to my car and sitting in my car when I needed a time out. A pause. Yeah, a pause from the day, a pause from the corporate drama, a pause from the corporate stress. There's some people who kind of worry about, you know, do they do meditation wrong? Is there a meaning to getting it right? I appreciate you asking that question because I hear it so often. And the simple answer is there's no wrong way. We all find our own way. And that's part of the beginner's approach also is finding what works for us, finding what we are comfortable with, finding what we can practice on a regular basis. So there's no wrong way, but at times, like anything, you just need to adjust as you learn, adjust as you go. And you may be years into your practice and say to yourself, well, I need to adjust. For example, I, again, with multiple sclerosis, my body doesn't always feel right. So sometimes sitting a certain way is not comfortable. doesn't mean I'm not going to meditate. It means I'm just going to change the way I'm sitting. Or maybe I'll use a cushion underneath to help for this to be soft. Eventually, we find our own right way. Now, yes, we want to do things a certain way. But we don't want to blow up our practice because maybe we were uncomfortable on one day or our monkey mind ran rampant through us. I hear so much about the monkey mind, and it always makes me chuckle because in a world or in a time of social media and technology, can you imagine what's going on inside of us even more so? When you scroll through your posts and they're going like a mile a minute and you then stop because something catches your eye and then you wonder, oh, well, this might be something I can do or how great that they did this. Oh, well, congratulations. Oh, don't like that. You know, all of this can happen now in just a millimeter of a second. What would you recommend for people who are also trying to establish 
meditation online? Because right now, a lot of meditation practices are being offered online. I mean, how do you know? How do you start to search for your meditations online? Do you have any idea? I went through that myself. There are uh, quite a few offerings online. There are quite a few books out there that are available online. There's YouTube. So there's a lot of different information, and everybody has their own unique view. Even within the meditation world, two people who practice in a very similar fashion have their own ideas or their own ways of doing things. There are some people say you should be on your knees over a cushion. Some people say you should be sitting cross-legged over a cushion. People like myself say find what works for you. There's no one way of doing it. That's the beauty of meditation, being able to create your own practice around your situation, around your life, around the way you live. Again, in the corporate world, I would meditate before I would go to work when I started meditating after being diagnosed. And then there were times I said, I need to go out to my car or I need to go into an empty office and, you know, maybe not meditate for the same length or time, maybe not sit the same way, but we all find our own way. The human experiment, as they call it, well, there's the meditation experiment also, finding what works for you. I get that. So you are the owner of highly successful companies, Weber Real Estate Advisors and Weber Advisory Group. As someone in the corporate world still to some extent, what advice actually help their employees to be less stressed? Well, thank you again for asking that because we're living in a time where corporate wellness and wellness in business. And again, I come from the corporate world in New York City, and I own a couple small businesses. Find somebody who teaches. Find somebody within that wellness world, like myself, where there are plenty of others, who can help people come in, help their individual employees, maybe give them a good background, and then help each of them customize their own practice, explain to them that there's no one way of doing it. So I recommend that they encourage their employees try different things, but find something that works for them. There's no one-size-fits-all approach. That's a good thing. I like the no one-size-fits-one approach. So you've offered us lots of beautiful insights in our conversation, and I thank you for that. Thank you so much. Would you like to take us into a beautiful, simple meditation as our closing offer? Yes, ma'am. I appreciate that. What I tell people to do is to find a comfortable place, whether they're sitting in their car or they're sitting on their couch. And I recommend sitting. I'm not a fan or a proponent of the walking meditation, especially for people like myself who have a physical disability and where it gets dangerous. I ask them to close their eyes and to breathe in through their nose and breathe out through their mouth and try to focus on a spot on the wall or a spot in front of you and just relax and let it all go. And again, breathe in through their nose and out through their mouth and be gentle with yourself. Again, there's no one meditation that's perfect, but a meditation that works for you. So it's simply breathing in through your nose and breathing out through your mouth. 
gentle with yourself. Gentle. Breathing in through your nose, breathing out through your mouth. For some, chanting a mantra or saying a mantra works better to help keep their focus. For others, it doesn't. Meditation can be a minute. Meditation can be a few minutes. Meditation can be a longer period of time. Ten minutes, twenty minutes, an hour. But we find our own way of doing it. We find what works for us. But remember, keep breathing in through your nose and breathe out through your mouth. Make it easy on yourself. Thoughts will come, thoughts will go. Try to just focus on what's in front of you. Avoid feelings that go up and come down. The yo-yo effect. Just relax. beautiful, Adam. Thank you. It's about just relaxing and letting it all go. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes. Again, take one last breath. Breathe in through your nose. Breathe out through your mouth. There's no rush to get up. Sit in place for a few minutes. What you just did was for you, was to help you. There's no reason to rush. Just do what you have to do for yourself. It's about self-care. Too many times we do rush back into action after a deep meditation. and we Correct. Forget. And what we do is we bring back the stress. We bring back the anxiety. And we do that. So it's a matter of taking your time. The practice is yours, and you can change it and customize it for yourself. Some people will sit for two minutes. Some people will sit for five minutes. Right. So tell us, are you doing any online virtual book signings, book conversations? Would you like to leave us with a website where we can get more information on your movements? Yes. You could visit me at www meditationnotmedicine.com I'm constantly and I say that meaning regularly weekly going online doing trainings to help people get through this through the coronavirus through these tough times just to help build their own practice there's a YouTube channel I'm on social media there's a great social media group meditation not medicine group where I'm going to be going on weekly and doing trainings to help people because you can't be all places but you can try to be where people are spending time 
And unfortunately, during lockdown, too many of us are spending too much time on Facebook scrolling around and not using it for our own well-being. It happens. Well, thank you so much, Adam. It was a delight having you with us on air and wishing you continued success in your book and all your endeavors. Thank you so much. Yes, ma'am. Thank you, and blessings to all. Have a great day. Wonderful man, Adam Weber. More information, go to meditationnotmedicine.com, and I hope you all enjoyed the beautiful meditation that he left us with, too. If you liked today's conversation, please reach out to him and let him know that you were really touched by his sharing as well. Remember, no one can take away your happiness unless you give them permission, because we really are all here to love each other the same if you're open to doing that. Here's our wonderful sister, Sanatam Kaur. People of love, take care. Sister Jenna, you've been listening to America Meditating Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Did you enjoy that conversation? Because you can also listen to it on Spotify or in iTunes, 24-7, anytime, anywhere. I do trust we all have inner power to become our very best. When we listen with curiosity to learn more, we grow. So thanks so much for tuning in, and do be easy on yourself. Take care.